Hello, welcome to the weekly podcast of Succinct. An information source that helps you save time while keeping you well informed of key events, catalysts, and performance of capital markets. This brief is professional and free of noise. If you are looking for the classic journalistic, future-guessing, and tips from self-proclaimed gurus, you can switch off now. These are the must-know highlights from last week. We witnessed the most active trading week so far this year. Let's begin by summarizing the performance of different asset classes before we dive into the multiple events that investors faced last week. Equity indexes in the US fell sharply. The Standard & Poor's 500 index lost 4.5%, its biggest weekly fall in six months to a level last seen in early January, erasing nearly all the gains of 2023. The Nasdaq Composite fell by 4.7%, while the Russell 2000 Index of Small Cap Stocks sank 8% on the week. European and Asian developed markets did much better, with the Euro Stocks 50 Index losing 1.5%, and Australian and Japanese indicators falling by a similar amount. The exception in Europe was the Swiss market, where banks have a large weight. The SMI index in Zurich lost 3.8%. We'll get into the details in a moment. Currencies ended the week little changed with the dollar index closing flat, and the Australian dollar was the notable mover, with a nearly 3% fall against the US dollar, following a dervish tone by the Reserve Bank of Australia. Now, bond markets experienced high volatility during the week, but yields finished significantly lower as demand for safe havens increased. As an example, U.S. short-term notes, those with a two-year maturity, saw yields drop by 27 basis points to 4.59%, after touching 5.08% on Wednesday, the highest yield since 2007. The rise in short-term interest rates during the last 12 months has been the fastest in modern financial history. On the 10-year sector, bond yields also fell across markets, with US Treasuries ending at 3.70%, German Boons at 2.5% and British Gilts at 3.64%, all down by more than 20 basis points. What triggered all this action? The week began with a crucial testimony before Congress by Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell. In his two-day presentation, he left a clear hawkish message, affirming that if inflation continues to shift higher, the Fed will proceed with more tightening. Let's listen to Powell himself. Although inflation has been moderating in recent months, the process of getting inflation back down to 2% has a long way to go and is likely to be bumpy. As I mentioned, the latest economic data have come in stronger than expected, which suggests that the ultimate level of interest rates is likely to to be higher than previously anticipated. If the totality of the data were to indicate that faster tightening is warranted, we'd be prepared to increase the pace of rate hikes. Markets immediately priced in higher interest rates, bonds fell, and the dollar appreciated. Towards the end of the week, two more events impacted markets. First, the usual monthly U.S. employment report for February was released on Friday, showing non-farm payrolls rose by a healthy 311,000, well above estimates, but below the January figure. The report had some negative pieces as the unemployment rate rose to 3.6% and average earnings slowed down, 
The data led to a sharp reversal in bond prices to the upside. Futures markets now price in a 71% chance for a 25 basis point hike by the Fed on March 22 versus 29% for a 50 basis point rise. The second event was unexpected and the main reason for the negative sentiment in markets at the close of the trading week. SVB Financial Group, better known as Silicon Valley Bank, collapsed. SVB offers banking services for early-stage companies, mostly those backed by venture capital firms. The bank ranked as the 16th largest in the USA, with $209 billion in assets. What happened? Higher interest rates caused the market for IPOs to shut down for many startups and venture capital funding more costly. So, many startups began using their cash reserves at the Silicon Valley Bank. The bank held more than $90 billion in long-term high-grade bonds, including treasuries and mortgage-backed securities. The recent steep sell-off in bonds left the bank with massive mark-to-market losses. It reported a $1.8 billion loss on the sale of $21 billion in bonds to meet customers' withdrawals. On Thursday, the bank launched a share sale to raise capital and had aligned half a billion dollars from a private equity firm. Potential backers including the future fund run by Peter Thiel walked away, leaving SVB without new money. California's regulator intervened and appointed the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation to manage the assets. The bank's shares lost 56% in the week until shares were suspended. Prices on senior bonds, which were rated investment grade, halved on Friday alone to 35 cents on the dollar, while junior subordinated debt sank to 4 cents. Contagion fears sent financial stocks down by 8.5% on average with a regional's bank index falling more than 12% on the week. Large financial services firms including Bank of America, Wells Fargo, and Credit Suisse fell by more than 10%, while Charles Schwab lost 24%. Let's quickly move on to other markets. Cryptocurrencies fell for a third week after Silvergate Bank also collapsed. The crypto-focused bank plans to wind down operations following steep losses arising from the FTX scandal. The total market value of cryptos fell by $76 billion last week to less than a trillion. Bitcoin is now down 6% week to date, at 21,000. In commodity markets, the notable mover was US natural gas prices. The front-month contract continues to fall, last week by 18% to $2.43, a 43% drop in 2023 and a 75% plunge since last August. The average temperature across the US in February was the third warmest since records began 129 years ago, leading to a steep fall in demand. Let's finish with the monetary policy meetings of the week. Japan left rates unchanged at minus 0.1%, Australia hiked by 25 basis to 3.6%, the highest in a decade but left a dervish outlook, and Canada also left rates unchanged at 4.5%. In emerging markets, the three banks that held decision meetings kept policy rates the same, Poland at 6 and 3 quarters percent, Malaysia at 2 and 3 quarters percent, and Peru at 7 and 3 quarters percent. 
Next week's key events include the US CPI inflation update on Tuesday and the ECB's policy meeting on Thursday. That's all for today's episode. Thanks for listening. Please follow us, share our channel and hit the notification bell. Visit succinct.info to learn more about us. Have a good week.